Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. All right, we're back. Podcast 457. Kurt Morrison here. Maximize your influence as we take, again, that deep dive into persuasion, motivation, influence, EQ. Already assuming you have your IQ, and how do we persuade, how do we understand that hangry person? As you know, that's a combination of hungry and angry. It's known as hangry. How do you understand that person with low EQ? Get along with the crazy, mean person. Kind of go into that today. Because we all have to deal with that negative, mean, pessimistic person that just sucks the life out of you. Everything's negative. Everything you do is wrong. (laughs) We're going to dive into that. So thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Love the email. Of course, you can hit me up at Kurt, K-O-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Everything you need, including uh, training, coaching, freebies, persuasion IQ assessment, The new edition of Maximum Influence, all right there. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So there we have it. Let's dive into it. Hope you're having a great week. Had a great week. Having a great week wherever you're at. I didn't do any travel this week and very limited Zoom calls. Try to think it through, which gives me time to work on a new book, a new sales system that I'm pretty excited about. It's taken me a long time to craft Figure out the stories, the analogies, the system, all right there. Uh, Speaking is definitely easier for me than writing. So let's dive into the Blunder Ninja today. It is the Ninja. And the Ninja is going to be a Cheetos. This was actually a pop-up ad that I saw on my computer. And I used to be a lover of Cheetos. I guess I still do. But as you get older, I guess health is... uh, (laughs) Bigger on the list, and we know cheetahs are good, but they're not necessarily as good for you as some other things. I'll just see it as that. Anyway, this is their new campaign, which is taking something negative about Cheetos and turning it into something positive. In fact, I'm looking at the ad right now. It says it's a hands-free thing. It's a Cheetos thing, and it has a picture of the hand with everything turning orange. And that's one of the annoying things, eating Cheetos on a road trip in the car. Your fingers just turn orange. Kind of annoying, kind of a pain, have to have a napkin, not that big of a deal, but it is a pain. But they're embracing the negative and turning it into a positive. In fact, if you look at their ads, they're like, yeah, it's because of Cheetos, because of needing to be hands-free. That's why we have robot vacuums. That's why we have automatic doors like at the mall. (laughs) That's why we have face unlock on our phone, self-driving cars. It's a good thing. That all came to be, whether you believe it or not. Because you had Cheetos fingers. I thought that was pretty good, pretty interesting. All the different flavors. They even had a Cheeto blender they were advertising where you could blend up your Cheetos. And they had recipes of where you could put this, expanding the brand. I love it to where there just used to be one kind of Cheetos. Now I, I looked it up. It's crazy. There's crunchy Cheetos, flaming Cheetos, jalapeno Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, Cheeto puff, Cheetos hot limon. Hot Asteroids, don't even know what that is. Crunchy White Cheddar, Baked Cheetos, Chipotle Ranch Cheetos. (laughs) And I'll have to add, I got this in Taiwan. 
Strawberry flavored Cheetos. Yeah, they were red. <laughs> they were strawberry flavored. I guess once you have that core Cheeto thing, you can put any flavor you want on it. That's my thing when I go to other countries. I just go to the supermarket and buy the strangest, weirdest things. And as a family, we just open up the strawberry Cheetos and it's the shrimp flavored potato chips. I mean, you name it. Just trying out new things, but it was. It was strawberry-flavored Cheetos. So, hey, kudos to them to expand your brand, to take a negative, turning it into positive. I'm calling it a ninja because some think it's a blunder to expand your brand. Way back in the early history of Coke, there was just Coke, one Coke, and then they experimented with Diet Coke, and that was a huge thing. And now, now in fact, let me pull it up. I don't know how many flavors of Coke. They do it to sell more, obviously. I mean, they do call it marketing cannibalism to where they do take sales from each other, but they take more shelf space, which is the key. So I don't even know how many flavors of Coke, but I did look up the 10 best Coke flavors ranked by taste. See what you think. There's Cherry Coke, Regular Coke, Diet Coke, Cherry Vanilla Coke, Vanilla Coke, Lime Coke, Orange Vanilla Coke. I'm not sure about that one. There's Coffee Coke, Coke Zero. <laughs> Lemon Coke, I don't know if I've tried that one. Taking up shelf space, expanding their brand. Kudos to them. So that's your Persuasion Ninja. So let's get to the Persuasion article. Amazing facts about Costco rotisserie chicken. I don't know who said this to me where I got it, but there are some interesting persuasion techniques here that you need to know. Now, to my international friends, there's probably a Costco there, maybe a Sam's Club. If not, just a huge warehouse-type store, and they're famous for the rotisserie chicken. <laughs> they just are. So let's kind of go through it and talk about some of the persuasion points. And, of course, these links are always at MaximizeYourInfluence.com under the podcast. This comes from Lauren Can. And if you ever heard the website, Eat This, Not That?, Kind of an interesting place to where we think this is healthy, but the thing we think is not healthy is actually healthier. Kind of an interesting thing if you've seen it. If not, check it out. So they talk about this rotisserie chicken. Perfectly cooked, seasoned, the skin is crispy, and it always costs $4.99. Always. And let me just add to this, it's always at the back of the store. And you notice that with supermarkets, what's at the back? The things you need the most, the milk, probably the bread. Always the back of the store because... There's a lot of impulse purchasing, especially for guys. We tend to impulse a little more than the gals sometimes, so that's just kind of how it is. So Costco has this, it's called a loss leader in marketing. You lose money to get people in the store because as you know, you get into the store, you're like, how did I just spend 300 bucks? <laughs> you just buy these big things and you don't even know you needed them, but you have them. And that's why they have a large cart. Let me add that to it. The larger the cart, the more you put into it. It looks too empty. You keep putting more and more and more. The larger the cart, the more you tend to buy. So we know they're losing money on this. $4.99. You can't even buy an uncooked chicken there for that. They haven't changed the price since 2009, and they don't plan on changing it. They said some of their competitors, others doing this chicken, have raised their prices by 20%. So they're losing millions of dollars. Well, duh, they're getting people into the store. Oh, they also mentioned it's the back of the store that you can't roast it for yourself for cheaper. Kind of interesting to do things in bulk. It's always around three pounds. I don't know if you need to know that. That's an interesting one. The ingredients are simple, but the spices are a mystery. There's 10 ingredients and they won't share those with us. If you've heard of Dr. Oz, I guess he recommends it for the healthiest processed foods out there. If you remove the skin, 
But, you know, that's kind of the best part for a lot of people. That's where the spices are. Oh, then they go into a secret to know that a new batch is ready. I don't spend that much time at Costco, but I guess a bell ringing from the Costco deli means a fresh batch is ready. I did see one person that there was only like six left. They took all six and this lady was not happy. A little altercation. He's like, I was here first, went back and forth. I didn't wait around to see what happens, but people fighting over the chicken. That would be a little scarcity, psychological reactants. Now, if you need to know, they're gluten-free. And finally, if you need to know this, you can follow Costco Rotisserie Chicken on Facebook. Kind of interesting. Loss leader, put in the back, scarcity, the cost. A lot of things they do right at the old Costco. So let's get into listener email. Oh, boy. This comes from Theo. He doesn't say what country he's from. So we'll say Antarctica. No, I don't know. Haven't been there, so I'll add that to the list. He says, listening to last week on leadership training, I thought my boss had imposter syndrome, but I think he's just hangry. How do you deal with these hangry, low IQ people? <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Of course, Theo, you'll get the gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com for free. Well, let's talk about this hangry thing. I do think there's a little function of low emotional intelligence there. A, not being aware that you're getting angry and hungry, and B, the way you manifest it. So I went to Healthline.com and Mandy Fiera on why we get hangry. Now, remember, hangry is a function of being hungry, which makes you angry. Again, some people are a lot better than others at handling it. So what happens is your blood sugar dips, and the amount of glucose in your brain goes down. And if you know anything about the brain, it has to have this glucose to function. So you're not thinking straight. You don't have glucose. Those tasks that take a lot of mental effort, you can't do. You start behaving in a crazy manner. That is hangry. So is it EQ, being hungry, low glucose, just being a mean person? Maybe a combination of all those. So Leah Gropo, she's a dietitian at Stanford, talks about some more of the symptoms. Don't need to spend a lot of time on this. I think you know when this is happening. So self-control out the window, getting angry fast. It's the little things that's going to end the world. You're like, not a big deal. But to a hangry person, it could be a really big deal. Food's on your mind. Your brain's telling you, glucose, glucose, we need food. Maybe go to the company fridge and want to steal other people's food. You keep talking and thinking about that life so hard. You consider eating things you don't even like. Maybe you put them aside. They weren't healthy for you. End up eating those. Your coworkers are running away. She says, backing away slowly. Fighting with others. Urge to nap. Going to this grocery store and buying everything. Of course, they've always said, don't shop hungry. And her solution, well, okay, eat something. <laughs> Maybe apologize. So is this real as an excuse? The science is there. The body needs it. Again, some handle it better than others. In fact, at Time.com, Time Magazine, they did some experiments where people were shown different images to induce positive, neutral, or negative feelings. You know, puppy, snake, light bulb, those type of things. And then sometimes they showed just an ambiguous image like a Chinese pictograph. So the people in the study were asked about their hunger levels, and they were to rate this image from unpleasant to pleasant. When they were hungry... A lot of your positive and neutral images were rated with higher negative numbers. In another study, they had 200 college students. Some had to eat, some had to fast before they came into the lab. 
And they were asked to complete a writing exercise about their emotions, and others wrote something neutral. All of them were subjected to a stressful situation. So they were put into a stressful situation. Some had food, some didn't. And that stressful situation was as they were doing something on the computer and it crashed right before they finished it. It was all set up. Kind of a mean thing, but that's what they did. And to make it worse, the researcher went into the room when the computer crashed, blamed the student for the computer trouble. <laughs> so after this was all done, the students filled out a questionnaire looking at their emotions and the experiment. The ones who didn't eat, hangry, were feeling more stressed and hateful and called the researcher was harsh and judgmental. But those that had food were much less likely to report bad feelings. So basically, people in the States, and this is from Professor Kristen Lindquist, people are more likely to feel intense negativity in general when they are hungry and something bad happened. That's where they get to hangry. So when you feel that way, it can turn up the dial of lots of negative emotions such as anger, stress, or disgust. So it's not just hangry. It's anger, stress, and disgust crank up. So how do we deal with yourself? How do we deal with other people here? Because we've talked about this and go to the archives if you need to. That mood matters. Two things here, your mood. When you're in a bad mood, when you're hangry, you're hungry. That's what you're focusing on. You're not thinking straight. You got to be in the right state, the right mood to be able to be persuasive, influential, and to stay in control if they're out of control. Remember the rule, only one person angry at a time and it shouldn't be you. And if you have low blood sugar, you're not in the right state, you're in a bad mood, they can easily push your buttons and get you into a bad mood. Then it goes downhill real fast from there. So first of all, get yourself in the right state. Second of all, understand the psychology of mood, that when you're in a bad mood, you recall bad things. When they're in a bad mood, they're going to recall the negative things about you, all the failures, they're going to think small. You might need to reschedule or at least be aware if they're always hangry. Let's persuade in the morning time when they've eaten or after they've eaten so get yourself in the right state, schedule the right time to do it, reschedule if they didn't have a chance to eat and you can feel in the hangry vibes there, that's part of it. So be aware of your blood sugar, be aware what's going on with your brain, not only for yourself, but other people. And you can see it if they're quick to anger, just kind of back up, you just reschedule, come back another time, go get some food, give them a granola bar, a Snickers, whatever you need to do, get them back on track. So it's key here to recognize the early signs here that if it's turning into that, what they called hang rage, I guess when people get crazy, mad, and upset, that you are a big part of that, your emotional intelligence. See, people don't realize when you talk about emotional intelligence, there's a couple pieces to this. You controlling, understanding, using, controlling your own emotions, but it's also reading other people's emotions. Not just going and data dumping and vomiting on them, but reading their emotions. Are they hangry? Are they upset? Are they in the right mood for persuasion and influence? I'm telling you, when there's food in their belly, they're in a good mood. Maybe they had a big victory or good news that day. I'm telling you, they're much easier to influence and persuade. I know you want to be one and done, cross it off your list, but it might be a time to come back. So be aware of yourself and reading other people. And a word of caution here, don't necessarily have to label, oh, you're hangry, you're a mean person, you're in a bad mood. You don't want to discount it and say, well, you shouldn't feel that way. But you can say, I can sense that you're a little hungry. You could probably say that, but you wouldn't want to say, well, you're an angry person, you're a mean person, you're in a bad mood. You could package that a little bit better. I can see that you're passionate about this. I can sense that, you know, fill in the blank can be helpful to you. Now, back up to that, if you're looking at this foul mood, is it really hangry? Is it really low blood sugar? Maybe they're just mad. Angry. Remember, anger usually happens when people have been wronged. 
something bad happens, something doesn't meet expectations, they're frustrated about it, and that can turn to anger. Not always a bad emotion, but you have to be aware of it. The blood's leaving the brain. They're not thinking straight. So be careful here that you're not always writing it off. Oh, hangry, hangry. Maybe there's irritability issue. Maybe there's stress issues. Maybe there's those intense anger issues. You need to be aware and see if it's actually what it is. So if you think that's what it is, snack. Try to do it with a lot of protein and carbs if you can. But remember, we are emotional creatures. Don't bury it, whether it's you or them. It's real. They're feeling that way. If emotional intelligence is your thing, there's a lot of different levels of emotional intelligence you can learn. Again, not only for yourself, but for other people. I'm a big believer they should be taking elementary school kids and running them through. Here's the emotion. This is what you feel. This is what's going on with your body. Because remember, every emotion has a physiological response in your body. Anger, blood leaves the brain when you're happy. Your eyes light up. You're gathering more information. And there's always a physiological response in your body. And when you're in this state, your willpower battery drains. Low blood sugar can drain your willpower battery. And that gets you to the point where you don't care anymore. (laughs) Why try Nobody loves you. Whatever state you get into, it's a real thing. So successful people realize that low blood sugar can drain your battery. Now, there's other things too, like failure and stress and negative people, lack of sleep. I mean, go to the archives if you want to know about your willpower battery, but you have to just be aware. It's drained and low blood sugar will do it. will drain your battery and you won't be in the right state to influence and they won't be in the right state to get influence. In fact, let me share a favorite study with you. Read it a while back. I talked about willpower and self-discipline. That's why most people fail at their goals in the afternoon because they're in the hangry state. Similar to one of these other studies we talked about, but they had students come to this study on sensory perception and they had fasted for like four hours. They were hungry, maybe even hangry. And they were registering, they were coming and there's a table to register. And as they were registering, they could smell freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. And they're like, yeah, giddy up, they're excited. So they walked into this room and there was two options on the table, a plate of radishes and warm, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. I don't know about you, but that's an easy decision for me, right? But half of them were told, sorry, you can only eat the radishes. And the other group was told, you can eat whatever you want. And of course, they went for the cookies. And so they watched this and they were told, all right, we're setting up for the next part of the study. Go to the next room. We want you to play with these puzzles. So they thought the food was the study. It was the next room was the study. In this next room, they had these puzzles that were impossible to solve. They just want to see how fast they would give up. Well, it was interesting. The radish eaters gave up probably about two and a half times faster than the chocolate chip cookie eaters. You're like, what? Because the radish eaters exercised willpower, drained their willpower battery, made them more hangry. So we leave that willpower to work on these puzzles that were unsolvable. They gave up two and a half times faster than the ones that just ate the cookies and didn't have to exercise that willpower. And not only that, they probably got a good zing of sugar. And they've done this with other things besides food, but that's an interesting study to think about for you and for others. Just understand, this is your takeaway. When you're in the wrong state, wrong mood, you're hangry. If they're in the wrong state, wrong mood, or hangry, not a good time to influence for either one of you. Just saying, just putting it out there. Get yourself in the right state and get them in the right state. So that's our podcast for today. Thanks for being here. Tell your family, friends, and enemies. Appreciate your love and support. We're going to continue on with our special, the audios of millionaire psychology. You want to be a millionaire? You start thinking, acting, and doing what other millionaires do. It's an open book test. All the answers are there. 
great special there. Click on the link or go to the podcast and get the link for the special for Millionaire Psychology. So apply it, use it, make a difference, change the world, increase your income, improve other people's lives, become a better influencer, and go out and persuade with power. 